This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual coming off of quite the impressive first-round finish in the headliner of BKFC 55, and that all went down on November the 18th. We saw Jared Warren put away Danny Christie in a very meaningful win, definitely shaking up the weight category, and very excited to have Jared back on Bare Knuckle Radio. How are you doing, man? I imagine feeling quite good after a win like that. Yeah, man, feeling feeling good. You know, just kind of uh, getting readjusted back to our time zone and everything. But uh, all in all, man, I feel great. And obviously, a lot to talk about with the fight itself. But I was seeing some interviews kind of leading into the card, and you were talking about, ah, you know, maybe I'll try to spend like a touch of extra time there to maybe work in like a quick touristy thing or two. Were you able to do that out in the UK by chance? <laughs> No, no, it ended up kind of looking like too much of a hassle um, travel-wise and stuff. So, um, you know, we got back to the hotel from the fight um, probably close to midnight. And um, we had to leave the hotel to get to the airport about 4 a.m. So we never went to bed. We just, uh, you know, they had a nice little like lobby bar area where we were staying so we kind of just uh stayed up and you know had a few drinks with the with the locals and you know just uh shot the shit with a few people and stuff and then um yeah just went to the airport and really didn't end up getting any sleep till um shit like close to the afternoon the next day because um we had like a connecting flight over in amsterdam we had like a four-hour layover and then we had the long, like, 10-hour flight from Amsterdam back to Florida. So uh, that was the first time I was able to get a little bit of sleep in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And just, yeah, curious who all was over there with you. Like, I understood Crystal Pittman came over with you and everything, which I would think would be cool. But it seemed like there was probably some other shift MMA compatriots. Like, who was all with you for the overseas trek? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Crystal was there, of course. Um, my head coach, Jihad, and his wife. Um, my other coach, um, Rick Coleman, came. And then uh, another guy named Troy, who uh, he kind of helps, like, co-manage some uh, some fighters with with Rick on the side. And uh, and then Troy's wife came. So um, I think that adds up to this. us being, like, seven of us total. And it was nice, man. Um, you know, there, a few other people were were um, kind of scheduled to come with us, but had some legitimate family issues come up late. But uh, yeah, we had a nice little little support group there, which is which is very necessary whenever you're kind of you know in enemy territory, as they call it. And I mean, just curious to I guess hear like about the reception. Like you talk about being in enemy territory like did you notice like a certain temperament with the crowd where there was like that i guess pronounced kind of partisan support for 
Christie. I mean, obviously they're going to be cheering him, but like, would you say they were largely like pretty casual with you, like the UK fight fans, or was there a level of booing or jeering in general you noticed during like fight week or the fight itself? Well, I mean, yeah, during the during the fight um, was the only time that there was any anything that was kind of like you know you could be perceived as negative, and that, there definitely was some booing. Um, but again, that's expected. But aside from that, I have to say, like everybody that. Um, I actually met in person, spoke to face to face. Everybody was really cool and, you know, inviting and polite, you know, um, even other fighters and stuff were, you know, were like, uh, happy enough to, to be like, Hey mate, can I get a picture with you? Like, you know, they were, they were really cool people. And, um, you know, the, the hospitality was great. You know, the whole BKFC, uh, UK, uh, you know, management that set everything up. Um, they took good care of us and everything, and um, I definitely don't have any complaints. So, yeah, when I say enemy territory, it's just on like a sportsmanship side, but um, really, all in all, everybody was, was very nice and very cool. Yeah, I mean, that's great to hear, and I guess just talking about the actual way the fight played out, I mean, could it have played out any better? I don't say that in a disrespectful way to your opponent, obviously, but just in terms of getting that first-round finish over the guy who was you know, previously ranked the number one contender at light heavyweight, which you've since usurped with the last rankings update. So, I mean, did that go as picture perfect as it could have that fight? Uh, I, I really, I really do think that, I mean, that's as good as it could have get. Cause I mean, even, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to, to be humble when I say that it was, I, I, that I didn't think it would get more than two or three rounds. That was kind of my expectation, but yeah, um, honestly, like I, I had like a little bit of a of a black eye um, from like I, I think we 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 like butted heads at some point, whether we were in the clinch or whatever. We kind of like had that one move where we rolled around on the ground for a second. <laughs> um, but honestly, like other than that, like I never he never connected with a punch. Um, so he had to come out virtually unscathed. Um, get a first round stoppage of of somebody that is a high quality fighter um like danny um is, is definitely the best i could could ask for yeah and like i was saying just a bit ago how it kind of put you in that number one contender sort of spot it would seem that you're well positioned to you know, face the champion and kind of interesting to see the general layout because the last time we were talking, it seemed like potentially Lorenzo Hunt was maybe eyeing like a third title. Like there was some discourse about maybe him looking at that heavyweight title, but it seems like with like the Adams to rail rematch and then some talk about Rothwell Duffy being a heavyweight title eliminator as well, it would seem like it kind of creates a certain clarity in that division just with how the landscape is now. Like, do you foresee next year a fight with Lorenzo Hunt coming to fruition, the lineal light heavyweight champion right now? Um, I, I do, and, and I, I hope I'm correct, you know, because um, there's always been some chatter of, like, him possibly vacating the 185 title because he is on the bigger side and it is a, a pretty drastic weight cut for him. Um but, you know, he, he's been vocal saying that, you know, if he has a title, he's going to defend it. And I, I do hope that's the case. I would much rather fight him directly and take the title from him rather than him vacate and then, you know, me and up doing a fighting for a vacant title. Um, so, so, yeah, since, 
Yeah, I haven't heard any talks of him actually having a heavyweight fight um, lined up. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that's the case that that we'll fight, you know, within the first quarter of the next year because I'm not positive on this contractually wise, but I believe that if you do hold a belt, you ha- unless there's like some extenuating certain circumstances, you have to defend it within a year's time. And the last time he defended it was February of this year, you know, when he, when he fought Richmond. So, uh, if that, if I am correct on that, I could see, you know, possibly a fight in February happening with him. I was going to say, I feel like we're on the same wavelength. I was going to say, just based on how, you know, the schedule is laid out and like the caliber of fight it would be, etc. I mean, it could fit well within on that Knuckle Mania card. Is that like your ideal, I guess, unfurling of events? Is that like the ideal scenario, I guess? It, that really is. You know, me, me and Crystal were actually talking about that last night. And uh, yeah, that would be best case scenario. You know what I mean? Like biggest fight on... Um, their biggest platform yeah i mean they, they keep bkfc has been doing a good job of of one-upping themselves with each you know kind of bigger pay-per-view cards um so i don't foresee the the next knuckle mania being any different so to be uh you know i i, I kind of feel like if you know to his credit if lorenzo is on the card he usually ends up being the main event so uh to potentially be headlining something like that would just be awesome man i couldn't i couldn't ask for anything better and it seems like you see a bit of a mental edge at least relative to like some of the previous opponents hunt has faced like i saw a recent interview that was posted on the bkfc site where you were kind of talking about you know i i mean he's obviously got skill but i think there's a bit of a history of the opponents almost giving too much respect and not really i guess pressing the issue i mean yeah i would i would think that maybe stylistically there are certain variables in your favor too but like do you think that's like one of the more i guess predominant kind of differentiating factors between you and maybe some of the previous people who lorenzo has fought yeah I, uh you know you did kind of nail it on the head i i think that um there's some good fighters that have gone up against them that when they fought other people they they put a hundred percent effort but then when they're fighting him they're holding back you know giving 60 or less and you're not gonna you're not gonna win a fight you know only giving a percentage of yourself and you know that's something that my my coach has always spoke on highly and uh yeah yeah i mean like to me at the end of the day even though there would be a lot of a lot of hype um surrounding the fight when it comes right down to it it's no different than what i just went for you know it's just two guys jumping in the ring that are going to go after it and there's all the other stuff all the people that want you to win or want you to lose um it doesn't matter yeah i mean at the end of the day whoever whoever starts connecting first and connecting better is gonna is gonna come out on top yeah kind of a random thing i just thought of but i was seeing a recent interview you did and you were talking about how like you know crystal is great at making the pastries and stuff and how you don't have to like abstain from them before like the weight cuts i mean i don't really have a question in bringing that up i just thought that was cool it probably gives you a certain level of joy yeah yeah it's pretty awesome she she likes to cook she's really good at it um you know she's creative and uh it makes it nice to uh always have delicious things sitting around the house and uh you know, yeah, that kind of comes with with being a, a positive of fighting kind of closer to your walk-around weight. It's just never having to diet or cut calories. 
Yeah, I'd love to hear it. And I guess just at the time of this recording with the proximity being right around American Thanksgiving, like what are you looking to, I guess, especially, you know, mow down on as it were? Like, do you have like a go-to sort of dish or is it kind of just like everything is great and you're down for it all? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like, uh, you know, having a variety of things to, uh, to pick from. So tomorrow um, I'll actually be at, back at the firehouse for Thanksgiving. So um, usually, you know, all the guys just kind of bring in a couple of dishes from the house and uh, everybody kind of collaborates and, and ends up cooking the meat together and stuff. So I really, since I, I've been off the last, you know, free, <clears throat> a few weeks, prepping for the fight um i'm kind of excited to see what i'm going to walk into tomorrow and what kind of food we're going to have on the menu (laughs) that's cool so like what are you looking to bring to that do you have like a go-to sort of thing that you bring to these potlucks is this kind of like a first for you or i'm kind of curious about that um we don't we haven't decided on anything in particular but um you know crystal's already offered to uh make a couple of like you know yummy side dishes i'm not sure what i'm gonna bring yet but she's never cooked anything that that me or other people don't like so i'm a kind of kind of curious and excited about it myself to see what it is (laughs) yeah i love to hear that and i mean apologies if you said this earlier if i'm misconstruing but you were you know talking about how you and crystal were mentioning how knuckle mania could be a potential next day was that just in the context of like what your next fight could be or is she also looking to maybe compete then just because i know she had about fallout very short notice recently yeah her, i mean if she had the um the offer an opportunity she would 100 percent fight on knuckle mania as well um we're we're thinking that she might be on the one um just previous to that they're it's going back to miami in uh the beginning of february um so <laughs> since that's only you know um what a four-hour drive from us that that's a good possibility for her because i know that bkfc does want to try and give her a quick turnaround fight with the with the mishap that happened you know at her last one she was supposed to have so uh yeah i, I would guess that one way or another she'll be fighting um within the first couple months of next year. Yeah, I mean, just with it readying to transition to the next calendar year, it just seems like 2024. I mean, Shift MMA has had, you know, great years just what with what it's been doing so far, but it would seem like 2024 could especially be a banner year just with, you know, Crystal looking to compete in that first quarter. It would seem like you're lined up well for a title fight. It seems like David Mundell could potentially do some great things. Like I'm seeing some dialogue potentially about, you know, Mike Perry, maybe even fighting Mundell for the title. I mean, who knows, but just to say in a broader sense, it would seem like 2024 looks like could be a huge banner year for, you know, the team at shift. Uh, I think, I think it will be, man. Um, you know, my coach Shahad just, uh, he put up a post yesterday. I don't know if you happen to see it, how for 2023, none of our fighters, uh, lost or let anybody get out of the, out of the second round even um so that's that's a big year for us you know this uh my 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 fight last weekend was the first international fight for our team on the bare knuckle side um so it's cool to kind of expand like that but yeah i would i would love to see um you know mundell defend his belt against mike perry you know i mean i think 
I think that's a fight that uh, they both deserve. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, and you know, for from Perry's side, I'm sure he's he's looking for what he considers bigger money fights. Um, aside from you know just getting a title, but uh, I think that's the fight to make because you know, no disrespect to the 175 division, but I feel like at the moment there's nobody else that could really challenge Dave you know he's been he's been very dominant um over the last few guys he's gone up against and um they weren't like they were they were close fights either you know what I mean like he he's been taking care of business uh relatively quickly and easily so um you know Perry being a tough dude uh I would I'd love to see that fight um we got a few other up-and-comers um, that are with us. Um, Jafar Fort, uh, you know, goes by Knox. He's 3-0 now. Um, he's hoping to get a, a bigger challenge. You know, most of, most of his opponents um, have been on the, the newer side, not of any fault of his own. It's just he's just been taking what they've been offering him, but they've been mostly prelim fights. So he's ready to step up to, you know, main card and, and get some more experienced opponents and stuff. Um you know, Crystal destroyed her last opponent, and I don't see anything but the same coming out of her. She's just been uh, getting better exponentially in there, um, putting a lot of time in. So, uh, you know, we got uh, Michael Laramore. He He's funny. He kind of dabbles. You know, he's not always in their training um, due to his schedule, but his last, his two bare knuckle fights that he had, he took on short notice and won them both. So that's that's pretty cool for him. Um, so yeah, we just got a, a really good stable, and I, I just see I just see uh, big things for for the team and shift and May coming up. Yeah, and I mean Dave just recently encroaching into the pound for pound rankings, and if you get the desired next fight you're looking towards, would also be the case for you just with Lorenzo being number two. So it could be cool to see a couple shift guys in that you know pound for pound you know top five hierarchy. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I mean, and Dave definitely should be in there, man. Like, you know, uh, he's he's what I believe he's uh, what is he eight and one now? He's seven and one or eight and one, one of the two, either one. But he he really should be undefeated. Honestly, I mean, the one loss that he had was to Hector Lombard, but I was there live for that fight, and a lot of people know that he really did win that fight, but it just didn't look like the judges wanted to spoil it for, you know, Hector Lombard's debut. But uh, I, I definitely say he's he's one of the top pound-for-pound guys out there for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, he was a guy that I had ranked in there on the rankings update after his last fight, no doubt. But really appreciate all the time and insights, man. Great getting to talk to you after such a big win. But like I was kind of saying before, also want to be mindful of your time and Schedule, Jared. So I'm curious if there's maybe any final parting thought you'd like to add as we're kind of wrapping up, man. Um, no, I just want to, you know, thank everybody that that supported me. You know, I, I know, I know uh, there was a lot of people that did count me out um, for this last fight. I, I think, I think a lot of people thought that, uh, you know, Christy was going to run away with it. Um, but there were there were some plenty of friends and, and uh, family and 
just fans um, that that didn't have a doubt in me, which was which was nice to have that support. You know, even if I'm over in their country, I knew I knew back in the U.S. everybody was still still watching and cheering for me. So uh, I was going to say I appreciate uh, the support from everybody. Yeah, and like we were saying before, I mean, just picture perfect kind of win, finishing a great talent and coming out of it unscathed. So, I mean, thanks for coming on and giving great insights after that Danny Christie fight, a great main event at BKFC 55, and would seem like a lot of great things to come in 2024. So thanks for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio again, Jared, and you enjoy the rest of your day, man. Happy Thanksgiving for tomorrow as well. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. You have a, th- you have a happy Thanksgiving as well. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.